If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is people safety and horse welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered training organisation number 31352. We've got Sophie again on tonight to give us some very valuable information about marketing our horse businesses. Um, How are you tonight, Sophie? Yeah, I'm excellent. Thanks, Glenis. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Now, Sophie, today we're going to talk about marketing automation. You're going to give us 10 reasons why marketing automation works. But tell us what is, you know, marketing automation. I'm thinking of a robot, you know. It's not a robot Mm. because it's not just automated. But tell us about what marketing automation actually is. Of course. So marketing automation, the easiest way, I guess, for me to explain it is to break it into its two parts. So the first word, marketing is the action of promoting and selling products and services. The second part, automation, as it relates to marketing specifically, is the category of software that automates, streamlines, and measures marketing tasks. So what this all means, this term marketing automation and why horse businesses should really prick up their ears and listen, um, is it means that you can automate your marketing. So you're saving time, you're cutting costs, and you're creating predictability within your horse business. If that's not reason enough, I can go into 10 more reasons. I'm sure that even just the mention of saving time and cutting costs, you know, you just think saving time, what would Mm. I do with all that extra time? I'd probably spend it with my horse and cutting costs, what would (laughs) I do with all that extra money? I think I'll spend it on my horse. So you sort of talk to the right right crowd here. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, so we've got the first reason going even better than the saving, but let's go on about this. It's a monumental time saver. So. Tell us how it can be a monumental time saver because, you know, I just think we just want to be doing horse stuff. We don't want to be doing, you know, a lot of the other stuff. So if we can save time and spend more time outside with our horse doing the things that we want to do, then I think you've got pretty much 100% of the audience. So tell us about how it's a monumental time saver. For sure. So in business, time is money, right? But in horse businesses, I think that time is better spent in the saddle. So absolutely in agreement (laughs) with you on all of those points. So using marketing automation, you can automate practically all of your marketing efforts. So you can automate things like how you respond to customer inquiries, what you post on social media, and you can even schedule meetings with your own customers or clients without a lot of manual effort. So marketing automation enables business owners and marketers within their own horse businesses to set and forget their marketing and then optimize for improved results over time based on the measurable data that this software produces. Yeah, I'm thinking about the setting appointments because, you know, right through the whole thing, but I don't know if other people do it, if other um, businesses use it, but just a simple thing Mm. like, okay, here's all the times for lessons or for appointments or whatever, you Mm -hmm. go in Mm -hmm. and make your own time. You know, it saves all those phone calls and emails backwards and forwards, but that's just one way that it can help us, can't it, to save time. Mm, Absolutely. And I'm sure you're going to go into a lot more detail with the marketing automation, but any time that we're not spending just going backwards and forwards, 
with things that's really good. So about aligning marketing and sales, tell us the difference. What's marketing? What's sales? How are they different? But how do they align through this marketing automation? Mm-hmm. Well, I would argue that marketing and sales, they're not so much two sides of the same coin. They really are they really need to be used in partnership by businesses, and obviously mm-hmm. that includes horse businesses. Yeah. So beyond only marketing where you're creating messages, uh, engaging with prospects and customers to sell more of your services, to sell more of your products, um, and to be seen to be useful and, and creating your brand, all of those elements that we've talked about in past podcasts that relate to marketing, automation can also be used in sales. Now, marketing is, I guess, the precursor to sales, um, but it certainly feeds into the sales that you generate. Marketing is essentially getting the interest of your prospects, and sales is the ability to close the deal. So, marketing automation software and CRM software. Now, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management, which primarily is the software used by salespeople and sales team. So, these two pieces of software can be integrated to close more deals and to drive more sales. And you can do this in a couple of ways. So when you combine these useful tools, you actually can use the data contained within both of these pieces of software to learn more about your prospects and customers. So not only are you collecting the basics like their contact details, you can actually access richer data on their behavior. So with marketing automation software, tied into CRM software, you can look up things like the pages they've visited on your website, the resources they've downloaded, the products they've purchased in the past if you have an e-commerce website, how often they open your emails and so on. So with this knowledge, what you can do is you can create what are called automated workflows. Just another little fancy term. Uh, Basically, automated workflows are triggered by specific actions um, taken by your prospect or your customer that indicate their position in the sales funnel and their likelihood to purchase. So what that basically means is if you can see that someone's jumping all over your website, they're downloading all of your eBooks, you know, they're requesting a free consultation, they're probably in a pretty good position that they're going to be inclined to listen to your sales message. Whereas someone who's the opposite, who's maybe, you know, come to your website, bounced up and looking at one page or, you know, never really opened your emails, you know, A, you might be wasting your time, but B, you can actually think about, well, how could I reach this person and save that when it's actually going to get their attention? Okay. Okay. You know, I'm thinking this this might sound a bit complicated for horse people, but I'm sure as we go on, you're going to say, look, this is fairly simple. It's a fairly simple process. And Mm. And the setting up, it's a fairly simple idea. But tell us about personalization because, you know, you almost think, well, well, if we've just got a whole lot of people on a list, aren't we just sending them out the same message? How can it be personalized? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, marketing automation is really wonderful because we get a lot more data. And I think, I think with horse business owners and marketers, who might feel uncomfortable with this new terminology, it's really understanding that once you get used to the software, used to dashboards, used to interacting with data, 
things look really perplexing and really confusing when you first look at things and first learn about things. But once you get a handle on it, it really does become quite simple. But I guess just really tapping into this idea of personalization. So there's no shortage of ways to reach your target market. Obviously, you've got print ads, email marketing, search, social, remarketing. You know, obviously, the list just goes on. But nothing cuts through the clutter better, I would argue, than personalized marketing. So rather than sending out your generic one-to-many marketing messages, these can actually be replaced by more thoughtful, personalized messages. And personalized, we might just be as simple as adding their first name when you send them an email because that's shown to increase open rates. So according to uh, a company called Marketing Land, personalized emails like this deliver six times higher transaction rates. Now, that's not just people opening the email or clicking on your link. This is transaction rates. And that's pretty significant because this means that people are opening your email, clicking on what you want them to click on, and then actually buying. And that's the whole point of marketing going into sales. But however, apparently, according to Marketing Land, around 70% of brands, and this is across every industry, don't use personalization. So it's six times more effective but essentially three quarters of businesses aren't even personalizing their messages. So all of this information, like using their first name, is pulled from data. So it's just getting used to using data and relying on data to learn more about your customers and turn them into personal messages. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I've got to say for horse businesses, if you think this is a, a little bit over your head, the best thing you can do is think about all the time and money you're going to save because once this is set up and once you understand just the really basics, because once you've got the basics of this, it really can save time and money, which is what we all want mm. to do. So so let's mm. just talk a little bit now about the enhanced lead nurturing. Yes. So enhanced lead nurturing. Now, the trifecta of marketing Obviously, trifecta includes three things. The trifecta of marketing is reaching the right person at the right time with the right message. And that's made possible with data. We need data. We need to understand what our prospects and customers are doing. So, a successful marketing automation strategy includes what's called lead nurturing. So, this is the frequency of lead nurturing is really important. Because as we know, if you think about, for example, something a little bit more generic like a print ad, a lot of us are aware that people need to see your advertising typically around six to seven times before they take action. So it's really important to remember, we don't want to harass prospects, we don't want to annoy customers, but we want to make sure that we are using particular touch points and using a degree of frequency um, to move them further down the sales funnel because people aren't going to just see your ad once and go, oh, I'm going to buy, that looks great. They're going to think about it, they're going to process it, they might be busy, you know, cooking dinner for the kids. They've got a lot of things going on on their plate. So now marketing automation tools and the way that we can nurture leads using marketing automation software is pretty much only restricted by our imagination. And I'll jump into a couple of examples here because I think it would be really helpful. So really in the horse industry, we've got two types of businesses. We have those that sell products and we have those that sell services. Obviously, some might bleed between the two. So a product-based business, say an online store or a feed manufacturer, for example, they might use marketing automation to set up automated offers like discounts or free shipping that trigger when a customer abandons cart. 
someone who sells a service, they might be, say, an equine vet or even a racehorse trainer or something similar, they might create what are called drip campaigns that educate subscribers on their services over a series of emails. And using marketing automation, the beautiful thing is you create these things once and then they work over and over and over again. You can go back and optimize them, you know, tweak the emails, make sure your marketing messages are really strong. But once you set them up, they keep working. You don't have to do it over and over manually every time. And that's what's really exciting about automated marketing. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Yeah, yeah, and I keep thinking about the automation itself. And just going back, though, to the right person, the right time, the right message, if someone mm-hmm. was um, in your local area, was... Uh, thinking about what they can do over the holidays and you've got a a holiday camp coming up. And if you put an ad on Facebook but had it targeted to the right person, which would be the parents or the kids or whoever, at the right time, which is just before the holidays, with the right message, which Mm. is the school holidays, is that the sort of thing that you mean by setting up the right person, the right time, the right message? Yeah, well, I, I guess, well, it is called the trifecta yeah. of marketing. I didn't name it. But basically, when marketing is done picture perfect, you are reaching the right person with the mm-hmm. right message at the right time. Like that, that's the trifecta of marketing. That's what we're trying to aim for, whether we outsource marketing or whether we do it ourselves. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So absolutely. So when you think about your own marketing campaigns, say you have a writing school, coming up to school holidays, you know, you want to get your message out there at least a few weeks prior to start people thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But where marketing automation comes in is say, for example, you start to promote your holiday writing program a few weeks out from the school holidays, someone clicks on your ad, uh, they give you their contact information and they go into what's called an email list. Yep. Um, then you can actually think about, well, how can I start to interact with this person in a way to move them down the sales funnel, they might not buy from you even though they've given you their email address. So they might need to be entered into a series of emails that you create once and that work over and over and over again that tell them about your writing programs, about, Mm -hmm. you know, the great experiences their kids will have on the ponies, all those different things. So rather than having to create a Facebook campaign and monitor it, which you mostly obviously should do, you can actually look at how you can automate your marketing and make sure that people are being moved down the sales funnel, but not in a way that means you have to literally answer every question. You can actually place them into a series of of emails and they can learn about your business 
uh, without you having to physically tell them every single time. Okay, so I can see here how just going from a straight Facebook ad into the marketing automation is going to save the time and the money because you're not paying again and again for the ad because sending an email doesn't cost anything, but it's um, mm. it's already automated. So once you've set it up, it's going to keep going, isn't it? And you've already got, I suppose, a group of people who are in your local area who are interested in school holidays. So mm. you can send out emails prior to the next school holidays and let them know what's going on without having to pay for all those ads. Well, that's right. And if you think about it also this way, going back to this idea before that people aren't always necessarily ready to buy straight away. Mm -hmm. So someone might be, you know, five kilometres down the road from a riding school. Um, they, 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 you know, they want to get their child into doing horse riding lessons, but they, you know, they have a beach holiday planned for this particular school holiday. So they're not ready to yep. come and buy from you just because you're ready to sell to them. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is you can start to appear in front of them in ways that you create using marketing automation. And then eventually, because they get reminded of that you have your riding school, the different programs you offer, you might have a special event like an open day coming up. It might be a few months or even longer, um, but eventually they will become a customer because they continue to see your messages and they see value in doing business with you. That sounds perfect. All right, the improved marketing results. Have you just explained all that or you've got more information for us? Well, I think we've covered a lot of it, but I mm -hmm. guess I guess one thing I would like to say that we haven't covered is what marketing automation can do is it's not about just enticing these new customers, but you can also actually use marketing automation to re-engage old customers. And this ties into what I mentioned earlier where that example of someone who is looking all over your website, downloading all of your resources, signing up for every possible free event and wanting to learn everything they can from you and really starting to learn about the value of your business. Whereas on the flip side of that, you might have customers that maybe gave you your email address a couple of months back and haven't really engaged very much with your business. So you can look at how you can use marketing automation to get the right message to them that will hopefully re-engage and get them interested again in your messages. So marketing automation is really quite funky because it allows you to work out the level of engagement that people have with your brand. They might be fully engaged, semi-engaged or least engaged. So marketing automation software allows you to identify these customers and then craft those meaningful messages that are relevant to their demographics, but also those behaviors um, that you might be seeing through things like your website, for example. Okay. And now we want to treat our customers as individuals, but is this like current customers? Can we do some marketing automation for them? Tell us a little bit about how we can treat customers as individuals. Mm, well, something I've really explored a lot in my recent podcast is that we're in an era of authenticity. So today's consumer expects to be understood and treated as an individual. You know, we're really starting to move away from, I guess, engaging with brands that, that really don't understand us, that don't show an interest in who we are. So, you know, the, the power of one-to-many messages at times can fall flat because we want to be treated as an individual. And I think the risk with marketing is we're often told in our own businesses, you know, we're often told about creating, you know, customer avatars and customer profiles and, and trying to fit people into, you know, predetermined categories. You're a certain age, you're a certain gender, you live in a certain location, 
it had these certain generic interests. Okay, well, I know exactly what to say to you, and I know it's going to hit the right hit the right mark. But we have to remember that everyone is a unique combination of who they are and their experiences and what interests them and and what they aspire to. So there's a lot more going on because we're all human. You know, we're not just these neatly defined customer profiles. So I think that there's a really wonderful opportunity here where horse businesses can use marketing automation and use the data that they pull out of marketing automation software to actually understand their customers on a deeper level and carry this through their marketing campaigns. And I think that over time, they will actually generate better results from that. So what I mean is that these marketing campaigns can actually become more responsive to real customers. And not only the messages or the things that are interesting to them, whether it's a particular product you sell, a related product that you might promote to them because of what they previously bought, for example, but also the nuances of who they are as individuals. So the language that they use, the platforms um, that they like to interact with, your business on, and also the timing of messages as well. And it's all within the data. We can we can see a lot of this information within these software platforms. It is all there available for us. It's just up to us uh, to take some time and understand how to use it. Okay, okay. I'm just thinking because if you're treating them as individuals then, you're going to fulfil their expectations, mm. which is what the customer wants you to do anyway. Most definitely. So I guess in terms of fulfilling customer expectations, I think that we live in a world where it's really easy to see that business owners and marketers can really struggle to keep up with the demands uh, that we've now set. I think because we live in such an instantaneous, digitized world, you know, when you jump on a Facebook page and you send off a message in the middle of the night, it's not really fair to expect a business owner to, you know, to respond to a message within a couple of minutes. It's just, it's just not realistic. And I think that we can fall into the trap of, of feeling quite overwhelmed mm-hmm. of all of these customer expectations. So marketing automation can help immensely. And you can do this on Facebook. You have the capability uh, to set up an automated responder, an autoresponder on your Facebook messages. So what I want to mention here is there's actually a study by Harvard Business Review, which revealed that potential customers are seven times more likely to make a purchase if they receive a response from you within one hour. But what happens if you get a message at five o'clock in the afternoon and your horse has just had an accident in the paddock? It's not really convenient for you to respond right at that point in time. We don't want you to risk losing a potential customer. So these autoresponders and these triggered marketing workflows, all these messages that we create and, and have waiting in the back end until someone triggers them, we can actually use these to maintain customer service. It's not to replace customer service because good old human-to-human service is really important, but it means that we can still have an active customer service even when it's an inconvenient time. And I think that's a really important thing. Yeah. I'm just thinking the messages that you send, you know, if someone asks you questions or if someone sends you an email and your horse has got colic or something, you've got to race out or, you know, you've just, you're thinking about your customers and how you can help them better at 11 o'clock in the morning when you, you know, you, you sort of finish doing your main work for a couple of hours, they're going to be two different messages. So if we can create that consistent experience for the customer, even, even I suppose, you know, between one person who might answer an email or answer answer a message or do something 
fairly quickly to someone else's different styles. Mm. So having that consistent experience, we can do that with marketing. Is that right? With the marketing automation? Yeah, most definitely. So once in place, I like to think that marketing automation can do a lot of the heavy lifting for your horse business. So you can use marketing automation in a whole bunch of ways, like I mentioned. I mean, you can use marketing automation to post on social media. You can create a schedule of social media posts for the next month or the next few months or the next year, if you have evergreen content, of course. Um, you can use marketing automation to send out your latest blog to all of your subscribers or in how you welcome your new customers in terms of the first message they might receive from your business. So I really like to think that marketing automation, it's not only a time saver for the value that we get more time back, but I think it's also a boost to operational efficiency. So automated workflows, these messages that we create once and that work over and over, they can be created for nearly all marketing activities to ensure that every customer receives the same consistent experience. Even imagine for a small business where you might be a sole trader, there are days when you're going to be unwell or there might be days where you're out of the office attending a horse show. So I believe that customer service, it is essential to a thriving horse business. But by relying on marketing automation and using these tools that are available to us, not only do you create a consistent customer experience when it might be a convenient time, but you can also devote your energy to those higher level tasks that deserve your full attention. So say you have people who make regular inquiries by email to your business, you might set up uh, a triggered message that goes out to those people using marketing automation, but where your energy is used is in running your lessons or in doing phone consultations with your clients. So it's really important to think about, well, where is my time and energy best spent? Where are those higher level tasks that are going to get me more value in terms of being involved and being part of those activities? And what can I automate and save that time and cut those costs? Mm, mm. This whole marketing automation, you know, first of all, you think, oh, no, it's too much. But just that mm. simple thing of having a Facebook message, having the automated message come back is just the start of it, but it can get far, far more sophisticated than that to mm. save us this time mm. and money that we're looking about, isn't it? Mm. So what sort of, we're talking about a cost-effective investment? Mm, mm. So, look, the reality is when you do marketing, it's going to come at a cost. You can't market entirely for free. So even if you outsource or you do it yourself or you have a staff member, it is coming at a cost. But the wonderful thing about marketing automation, it does require that initial outlay. So say, for example, you create a series of emails, that drip campaign. It might be a series of three to five emails. They go out at a frequency of once per week when someone takes a specific action on your website. So you have to take the time, even if you're not spending money, time is money. So you have to spend time to create those messages. But it offers a solid return on investment, not only because you create it once and you save a lot of money, you don't have to recreate it over and over. But I believe that when you optimize it over time and you monitor and you manage it, it does actually give you a solid return on investment. So marketing automation is a little bit intensive at first, um, but these automated workflows are created once. 
And then they're left to operate with little more than minor tweaking needed as the data begins to flow in. But that being said, I think the real saving in time, money and effort is actually found in the data itself. Because data-driven marketing means that horse businesses are no longer guessing what works and what doesn't. The data speaks for itself. And it's very, very important that horse business owners and marketers get a little bit more comfortable with data. Mm, mm, Okay. I suppose if we're more comfortable with it, then we've got a more predictable success, haven't we, rather than the up and down, which often happens within a small mm. business. You know, when the when the owner's doing the marketing and they've got to go off and put an ad and then, oh, I forgot to put the ad, I was too busy because I was, mm. had too much stuff to do and then you mm. come then for the next month is down. So this is really making it very predictable. Mm, mm, I definitely think so. It's predictable success. We can never guarantee success, but I think that marketing automation it does create a level of predictability in your horse business. And I think it does it in two ways. I would say it does it both for yourself as a business owner, but also for your customers. And with these two different ways, I think it leads to a more viable future. So on one side, for the business owner or the business's marketer, you can enjoy the set and forget benefits of marketing automation. And you can also make those more informed decisions based on real data. Mm -hmm. And then on those days when you'd rather be horse riding because wouldn't we all for your customers and also your prospects who are maybe coming across your business for the very first time uh, you can make sure they have a really good positive strong first impression or a positive returning impression of your business even when you're not there and isn't that a wonderful thing oh perfect perfect save time save money yeah that's what we want that's what we want. Mm. Yeah. Now, mm. Sophie, your contact details, because you give so much information, I'm sure that there's going to be more information on your website, but if people would like to contact you direct to talk about this whole marketing automation and everything else um, and get a little bit more information, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, sure. So they're very welcome to contact me on phone. Our landline is one three hundred zero double seven one two six, and my mobile oh four three two nine seven two two one five. You're very welcome to reach me on an email. It is Sophie S O P H I E at archercreative.net.au. You can find Archer Creative on Facebook and you can also find myself, Sophie Barrington, the equine marketing expert on LinkedIn. Please make sure you uh, jump on and, and like our Facebook page to stay up to date and you're very, very welcome to request to connect with me uh, on LinkedIn and follow the updates. All of the wonderful podcasts that I do with Glennis here at Horse Chat do actually go onto our website under our blog. You're very welcome to read them. There's a lot of information uh, that goes into those blogs uh, that you might not necessarily catch on a podcast and vice versa. So make sure that you jump on the blog and the blog does take you back to the Horse Chats website as well. And also subscribe to our e-newsletter, which is down the bottom of the website hit the subscribe button and pop in your details and you'll actually get the blog firsthand uh, when it comes out early in the month. Perfect, perfect, exactly what we need. Now, Sophie, this is our phone number. 
if people are calling you from international, do they just go like plus like their country code and then 6-1 and then 1300? How does most that work? Most definitely. Okay. Yeah, okay. most definitely. So for any any people in, listening internationally, I know there's a couple of you that has made inquiries to me, uh, it's just plus 6-1 in front of both of those numbers, just making sure you include your international dialing code as well. And also just because uh, I didn't mention it before, the website for Archer Creative is www.archercreative.net.au. You. Wonderful. All right, Sophie, as always, great talking to you. Lots of information there to sit down, digest and listen to again. But that probably the best idea then is to subscribe and then uh, we can get it all in writing and, you know, get highlighter and put notes all over it as well. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. No worries. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.